This is a podcast from Minute Media. And let's get it. This is the Back Row Bengals show, all brought to you by Fansided.com. I am your host, Josh Miller. You can come and read about all of my blogs over on StripeHype.com, also found on Fansided.com. Today, we are previewing the much-anticipated matchup of Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Chargers, and who else could I have brought on other than the Iceman himself, Jeff Trenopol, at Strawberry Ice. Cincinnati exactly. Sports, Strawberry Ice. My Cincinnati Sports Strawberry Ice, exactly. Cincinnati oh, Sports with Strawberry Ice, at Jeff A. Trenopol on Twitter. Thank you, Jeff, so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Welcome back to the show. No problem, Josh. I appreciate it. I am fired up for this Sunday. I, I'm still surprised that it's not. It, this game has not been flexed. You you have the two best quarterbacks from last year's draft, the 2020 draft, going head to head for the very first time, and they didn't flex this game. I, I'm shocked. I, I really thought this game would be at least at least a four o'clock game, may, maybe a Sunday night game, and and they didn't do it. It's still one o'clock uh, on Sunday. Absolute travesty but i will say this and i was talking to my dad about about it being flexed versus not flexed we both agreed obviously the game should be flexed however chargers it's going to basically be a 10 a.m kick for them right they're basically coming they're coming all the way across the country and i believe the week before who the chargers play this week they had to come across they had to come across the uh, like in the middle of the country or to the east side and then fly back and then now they're flying back again to cincinnati so they, yeah, they're, they're played I can't remember who the heck they were. They lost too. Yeah, they're right. They lost. I can't remember they're, who the heck they played though. Oh. Right, exactly. So, so I think even though we how badly we want um, the game to be flexed out to a night game, trust me, I do as well. Uh, it's going to play in the Bengals' favor too because it's definitely going to be a, 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 a you know 10 a.m. kick for the Chargers. They're coming off of a loss. This is a team that their defense has not been great, but they have a really, really good defensive line and that's something that the Bengals have struggled with yeah they have a guy named Joey Bosa <laughs> exactly how do you feel about this Bengals offense versus the Chargers defense well I'll put it to you this way their their run defense is not very good at all and the way that the Bengals have been running the game running the ball the last two games I feel very good about it to be honest I I think it's gonna it, it, I think this about every every game th- this year and I've been right about most of my dog it's gonna be a tight game I think it's gonna come down to a one or two score game again I really do but I, I think if the Bengals offensive line can be as consistent as they have been the last two weeks and Joe Mixon can run the ball like he did last week and the week before that, I think it's going to go in the win column for the, for the Bengals, that is for sure. Yeah, I, I would say that. I, I would say the Chargers are dead last in defending the run, so that's obviously going to help out in, in our favor. But again, I always go back to the, the Bengals offensive line struggles with really good defensive lines, and that's mm-hmm. what we happened against the Jets. That's what happened against the Browns. And we were able to correct that against the Raiders and the Steelers, who both have a really good defensive line. Right. And especially the Steelers with T.J. Watt, probably the best defensive lineman in all of football right now, arguably. Um, but again, that de- the, the Chargers defense has given up a significant number of points. Mm-hmm. The run, you said it on the ground. They, they, they're not very good. So I think if we can get Joe Mixon going like we did this week, we'll be, ju- we'll be just fine. And, and I, I think this offense will do very well. So let's, let's go with that. So, do you see it being more of a run game this time around? Do you see it being more of a pass game, or are you kind of looking at somewhere balanced? I think it depends. It always depends on what the defense gives them. 
You know, that, that's what's great about the Bengals offense is whatever the defense is trying to stop that day, the Bengals have multiple weapons in other areas to 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 use. I do think they're going to try to run the ball because, like we just talked about, about the defense. Um, I think another reason is to keep Joey Bosa on, you know, a run, the, the run protect run stop instead of, the, you know, going after the quarterback. Um, that's going to be an interesting thing is what they try to do with Joey Bosa. They try to move him on the inside to go against uh, – um, Hakeem Adenji or Quentin Spain or something like that. They move him around or they keep him on, on the right side with uh, with uh, against Riley Reef, which that's another thing we have to worry about too. Riley right. Reef still hasn't practiced. Um, it sounds to me like he's going to play because I know James Rapine asked um, Zach, what's the backup plan if Riley Reef doesn't play? And he's saying, ah, it'll probably be Prince. It, it didn't sound like they were really concerned about it. So I, mm-hmm. I am concerned about Riley Reef playing because he will be set up against against Bosa if they keep Bosa on the right side, which I most of the time they do. So I think that's that's going to be a key to it is how good Riley Reef's health is. And I said running the ball and, and getting Joey Bosa on his heels so he doesn't can't pin his ears back and go after Joe Burrow, just like they did against the Squealers last week. Because, like you just said, Watt didn't do anything. They ran mm-hmm. away from Watt. He got right. so frustrated. The only thing he did was try to give COVID. To Joe Burrow <laughs> when, he, <laughs> when, he, when he's over blocking him. So right. I, I really do think it's the same kind of game plan as the last two weeks. Run the ball, run the ball, and then take your deep shots, which is what the Bengals did at the beginning of this season, and it worked right. a lot. So that, right. that's where I, I – like I said, unless they, for some reason, can't run the ball, then they'll they'll, they'll start going uh, across the middle with, with uh, Tyler Boyd and going deep with to Chase and uh, to uh, T. Higgins. Yeah, and you, you brought up an excellent point. It's something I, I do want to bring up. So I was on a, a podcast earlier right before I came on here called Stacking the Box, uh, brought to you by fansided.com. Shameless plug. Shout out, Jeff. Um, but th- that being said, they asked me a question. They said, they said if the Bengals were to not make the playoffs this year, what would be probably the biggest problem that they had? And I would say it would have to be health and health in the offensive line. That's going to be huge. You brought up Riley Reef. He's been day-to-day, hasn't been practicing, but it looks like he's going to play. If this offensive line starts to get hurt, do you think that's going to lead into losses? And do you think the health in the offensive line is the most important position to keep healthy? Like, do you think the offensive line is the most important position to keep healthy right now in the Bengals? Oh, absolutely. I mean, besides quarterback, like that. yeah, besides quarterback. I mean, it's been like that all year. I mean, that that's been the the story of this mm-hmm. entire season is is not only the health, which we which knock on wood, the Bengals have had great health. You know, compared to, to every other team in the uh, AFC North, right? But it, it's not only help, but it's the the, the continuity and the way the offensive line's played. And I think since the addition of Akeem Adeniji, this offensive line has gotten consistent. Now, that being said, looks like we finally got our our starting five, and we're getting consistent. Right. And Riley Reef has an ankle injury. Mm. Like I said, yes, I, it is huge to to for and it's huge for any NFL team. It's not this isn't just for the Bengals. I mean look look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year in the Super right. Bowl. They their offensive line was horrible by the time they got to the to the Super Bowl. So yes, uh, health on the offensive line is is key. And yes, if if we start losing guys, uh, our backups are good but they're young. I mean I mean you got a rookie in 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 Jack's Carmen. You got a uh, uh rookie in 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 Hill from from Georgia. You got Fred Johnson, who who's been hit or miss. I mean, the backups are okay. Um, I think they, we could do okay if guys miss a game here or there. But if we have like a season-ending injury 
from somebody like Riley Reef or Jonah Williams or somebody like that, yes, we will be in big time trouble. Okay, then okay. So let me ask you this question: If the Bengals were to lose on Sunday, and it's the offensive side of the ball's fault, what do you think happens? Like, what do you think? What if do you think they happens? if they lose on Fine. Sunday, um, if if they were to lose on Sunday. Yes, it was the offensive line, I think, and it's mostly because you could not stop Joey Bosa and you couldn't run the ball. And those are the two; those are two key key things to me. You have to be able to stop Joey Bosa and you have to run the ball. If you can't do those, it's going to be a. I still think they have potential to win it because of the passing game and Joe Burrow and T. Higgins and Chase and all that, but it will be a lot more difficult because the Chargers have Sherbert, and yes, I call him Sherbert. Sherbert. <laughs> Sherbert. Yes. And he, he is okay. the second best quarterback in, in in that draft class. I'm just saying second best. But he is good. And they, they do have offensive weapons where they can get out in front of us. And mm-hmm. if we have a hard time, like I said, running the ball and we have a hard time stopping Bosa, then yes, that that is – those are the two keys. Bosa is a game wrecker. I mean – Right. But so is, uh, Jake, uh, so is Watt. And right. last week they stopped him. I think we'll be able to stop Bosa this week. Right, exactly. So it, it, a lot of it, I mean, it's almost like we're facing a very similar defense. Right. Steelers, it's like they, they got one big playmaker, and everybody around them is either hit or miss. And, mm-hmm. and that's really what it looks like. This team is dead last in the run game. If order, if the Bengals were to make the playoffs, and the Bengals are this team that we think they are, they'll run all over, they'll run all over the Chargers, honestly. Yeah, yeah exactly. At, they'll run well, all the, over them. The thing is, you have to look at it this way. The Bengals are in great position to make the playoffs. Right. I mean, we've already curb stomped the squealers. We already curb stomped the Ratbirds. We got to mm-hmm. do it one more time against uh, the Ratbirds and Cleveland. And this division is over. It's it's over. ours, and, and right. we, we will have it. And and most likely, at least one um, home game. At least mm-hmm. I think for, mm-hmm. if you're a division winner, you get at least one home game. Right. Now, hopefully, they'll be able to catch. Um, uh, is it Tennessee? No, it's not Tennessee. Whoever is the number one seed right now, I think I think it is Tennessee. Who will the uh, catch it's them? E- it's either Tennessee or the Patriots because I think the oh, it's Titans, Patriots. No, it's, lost. It's, yeah, it's Patriots. Yes, it's, yeah, it's we, bad. Hope be able to catch them and get the number one overall seed, mm-hmm. and then everything runs through Cincinnati. But if you right. win the division, which I think the Bengals are in great shape to to do that, because like I said, they are the healthiest team in this division. Knock on wood, probably right. the reef plays, but yes, I I do think we are going to get a. Um, divi- uh, divisional playoff, and I will be all for that because you and me will be down there cheering our asses Absolutely. off, and having a great time. Absolutely, hey, Crown Apple Kid! I a Crown Apple Kid wants to talk about Luke staying home. We will get to that towards the end of the show. Very We're excited about that. All angles right now, but we will talk about that. I promise. Uh, but that being said, yeah, Jeff, you brought up a great point when it comes to the division race, and then we'll get back to the game real quick. I mm-hmm. just want to talk about it. the Bengals are the only ones in the AFC North that really control their own destiny. They went out. They beat. They beat the Ravens coming home. And you got to beat Cleveland. A revenge game. Who is just beat to absolute hell right now? Is the are the Browns? And it looks like they are. They're trending backwards, not forwards. And it looks mm-hmm. like this Bengals team is steamrolling ahead. So that being said, the Bengals. I, I agree with you. They're in the perfect spot to to you know take the AFC North. And you look at the Ravens. I'm really not impressed. I mean, Lamar Jackson is the entire offense. Yeah. When he He's suffers, he is their team. And they when he suffers, they look awful, awful man. They look terrible. So and, and it looks like more and more load is being put on Jamar or not Jamar, Lamar, <laughs> Lamar, and uh, Lamar and, and and Lamar Jackson. I mean, you can tell like 
he's not healthy in terms of illness. Like it looks like he's sick out there. It looks like he oh, he, he's probably sick. wore out because this yeah, the he's, whole right. He's probably the whole wore out. Team, everything is, is on his shoulders. Every right, everything to do with winning for that team winning has to do with Lamar Jackson. And we talked about this on, on my show. You me did Josh. If Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. throws the ball to the Bengals four times. We're most likely scoring four times. Four at times. Least, I mean, four at, times. At, at least Evan Money Mick is going to kick a field goal. We're getting mm-hmm. something out of that. Right, so, I exactly. mean, the, the mistakes that Lamar made against the Browns, he can't do that against the Bengals. We will Absolutely turn that not. into points. Right, exactly. And the, Ra- and the Ravens, a lot of their interceptions were on uh, the Cleveland side of the 50. And Justin Tucker, I mean, just being on the other side of the 50 means you get three points. The Ravens threw away. I mean, if you do three times four, you see math here, but that's 12 points that he just threw away. Right. So, so if he, again, he does that against the Bengals, they will lose again against the Bengals like they did. I digress. Let's go back to, let's go back to the Chargers uh, Bengals game this weekend. Let's okay. talk about the other side of the ball. The And this is probably where the game's going to be decided. It's going to be the Bengals defense versus the Charger offense. Now, Justin Herbert, golden arm, as I like to call him. He's got, I mean, he does. He's got a hell of an arm. He's very accurate and he, and he can, and he can throw the deep ball. However, however, I don't think he is as smart as Joe Burrow is. I don't think he is much of a game manager as Joe Burrow is. And then on top of that, I don't think the Chargers roster matches up to the no. Bengals. Talent-wise, I don't think no. it does. Talent wise, it doesn't. No. Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler is a great back, great back. And, and I got to say, it's going to be it's going to be a great it's going to be a great showdown between the defense versus the offense. Um, but I, I think honestly, this defense is, it can not only win the game, they can dominate against the Chargers. What is your thoughts on our defense versus their offense? Well, our defense has been a, an absolute godsend for for this team. I, I mean, that was right. something we were going into the season. I was worried about the offensive line. And I was worried about the defense. And I said, offensive line has got to be average. The defense, I thought they were had a chance to be like the 05 team. The 05 t- defense wasn't a great defense, but it was very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. This defense, I think, is better than the 05. Trent Henderson has yes. been the best, between either him or Chidabe Awuzie, the best free agent signing the Bengals have had in their history. I mean, he yes. he's had, I think it's eight consecutive games with, with a sack or something like that. It's, it's a yeah. Bengals record. It mm-hmm. is ridiculous how good he has performed for us. Incredible. The the defense, the games where the where the Bengals have lost, the defense has not performed to the way it has 90% of, of the season, like the Jets game, the Browns game. They just didn't show up for some reason. Right. So hopefully those games are it was just a bump in the road, and those games are are behind behind us, which it looks like it. We got the we got the uh, bye week, we got reset when we're rolling again. And the defense uh-huh. is back to where it was. They're picking the ball off. They're getting pressure on the quarterback. And they're not letting the other teams run the ball. So, to me, if they keep doing that and in this game, that bodes well for the Bengals to win To win this game. It's going to come down to, as every game, you got to stop the run and you got to get pressure on the quarterback. And if they're able to do that like they've done the last two weeks, I think this goes in the win column for the Bengals. Yeah, absolutely, and the the I believe that that buy could not have come at a at a better time. Oh, it was perfect. It was a reset and refresh, yeah. and they look and they look back to form. They look back to form, and, and uh, I, and I talked about it a little bit before the year started. I know you did. If this defense could be middle of the pack, this this Bengals team could be really good. But they started playing at a top ten level talent, and then you know 
towards the end against freaking Mike White and freaking the Browns, it looked terrible. And right. then the bye week, refresh, back to scratch. And then just like that, they look like they're back in form, ready to roll. Um, and I, I got to say, I, I could not be happier for Eli Apple. I could not Absolutely. be happier. That dude Absolutely. has gotten so much criticism, and mm-hmm. I've, I've given a fair share of it. Well, it it's been deserved, too. I mean, he, there's been games it's where been he, he just has not played very well. But right. the, he, the, the majority of the games, he's actually played pretty good. Now, a couple, guys, a couple guys at work today were like, well, you think he's a, a number one cornerback? No, I don't think he, he was never brought here to be a number one cornerback. He got Correct. thrown into it because uh, Trey Waynes cannot stay healthy, can't get on the field. But for a backup who's been thrown into starting, I think he's had a hell of a year. And yep. people are like, well, would you resign him? I would resign him to be a backup, mm-hmm. not to be our starting cornerback. But, I, I, but I, I'm very, very happy for him, very happy for the way it has worked out for him this year. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels like it feels like his success recently is a basically an anecdotal uh piece of evidence of the empirical uh evidence that this team is really together. They have a unity. Because it felt like when Eli Apple was starting to get that criticism and he was starting to the defense did not point fingers, it felt like that the Bengals were at the team was getting behind him. And the way that Eli Apple has been playing, and you and I talked about it on your show. It looks like Eli Apple spent more time in the film room, more time on the on the practice field, and it just looks like it's paying off. And it looks like the team rallied around Eli rather than pointing fingers at it. And that just makes my heart like sore. And then the Eli Apple was is and he's making plays. And I, I could not be happy for the guy. Well, and I agree with you. Uh, hold on real quick and now yeah, I just yeah. want to say I agree with you. He's not here to be a first string corner. No. He's not. He's a second string guy. Mm-hmm. But that being said, he got thrusted into that spot, mm-hmm. and now he's playing up to par. So good for him, and, and great for him. And I'll let you go. Go ahead. Well, I'll play this way: the whole the whole defense in general has bought in, and that is a a huge key to the success that this team has had. Because last year, year before that, we had guys that didn't want to do what what Lou Anarumo had schemed up for them. Didn't want right. to be here. Didn't want to listen to them. They got those guys out of here. They're gone. They got guys in here who want to be here, who believe in the system and and believe in Lou and and are doing what Lou is asking them to do. And Lou is putting them in the best position to make plays. Mm -hmm. And that has a huge difference from the last two years. We had guys who, let's be honest, Carlos Dunlap didn't want to be here. He, yeah. he didn't want to be here. You know, he, mm. he, he said it over and over. He was done. He was turning in. Yeah. He went from a great Bengal to a cancer on the team. They yeah. got him out of here. Right. If you notice, once they got him out of here, one too long after that, Von Bell lit up Juju Smith. And this team, that hit changed this team. That hit mm. changed this defense. That hit changed everything. I think mm-hmm. on this team, once that happened, once they beat the squealers, everything changed the, mm-hmm. the mindset of the Bengals, the, the, the way they, they went about going their business, do, go back do, doing their business. They are more business-like than they ever have been before. So yeah. I am very excited, very happy for Lou Anarumo. And I call him Anarumo. Now I used to call him Armadillo. I call him Anarumo. Anarumo. And I, I think the defense is pleasantly, surprisingly, Way better than I thought they'd be. Absolutely, I, I think I think all of Cincinnati can say that. It's just it's just they have it's just been playing so much better than what we thought they were going to. And then on top of that, the guys that have been playing consistent at the start of the year are still playing consistent. Jadobe Awuzie is is still playing great. 
Uh, Russ Blackthorne, again, big fan of the show, sent us a, a podcast. And they talk, they talk about Uwuze, they talk about Eli Apple becoming, you know, coming back to form. And, and, you know, he did struggle at the beginning of the year. But the great thing is that we're seeing him, we saw him struggle, and we saw him get better mm-hmm. and better mm-hmm. and better. And it was, it's exactly what we have seen with the offensive line. We've seen him get better and progress. And that's what we want to see with this coaching staff. That was going to be the true factor is can this team progress through the year if Zach Taylor can keep his job? Now, Zach Taylor has went from the hot seat to he's going to be a coach of the year candidate. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, if the Bengals win the AFC North, I don't see why Zach Taylor wouldn't get that nod. No, absolutely not. There's no reason he he shouldn't get that nod. I agree with this, Russ, yeah. Well, Bell, yes, Bell, Bell, yes, yeah, I agree changed, with the Bell hit. The hit yes. Of, yes, exactly. That that hit changed everything to me. Everything. And, but you get back to Zach Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, he, he and Zach is even like you're saying before that the team, the defense has gotten better and improved, improved. Zach Taylor has gotten better. He's, I think he's gotten better because people were complaining about his play calling and different mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think he's gotten better at that because he's even said this is one thing I love about Zach Taylor. He was at his press conferences. You know, okay, let's put it like Marvin Lewis would always say, We got to get better, we got to coach better. Gotta, and he would say it over and over and over again. And it would never seem like it would ever happen. Mm-hmm. Zach has even admitted when he's made mistakes and admitted, mm-hmm. You know, I have to do this better. And he's gotten better at his mm-hmm. play calling, he's gotten better at different aspects of, of, of his coaching, coaching staff, and things like that. All of them, every aspect of the Bengals since the beginning of the season to now. They keep getting gradually and gradually and gradually better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the crescendo will be the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. Exactly. That, that would be absolutely phenomenal if they can get there. And I agree with you. I, I said Zach Taylor has gotten better and better. And I think one of the things that a lot of the players really love about Zach is you nailed it on the head, is that he he's honest with himself. And I think mm-hmm. the players like that. I think right. the players realize that, yeah, he is human. He's going to make mistakes. He doesn't hold himself above us. He's just going to show us a path that will put us in the best possible, you know, place for success. And I think Zach Taylor works with the guys a lot. They, they he works with the team instead of yes. just being the coach. And I think that's helped this team. He's been able to pick out his guys. I think that's helped this defense. I think this has helped this entire team. All right. So anyway, a l- little bit back to the defense. I want to get back to. It. I want to talk about the Chargers on offense. They got Austin Eckler. They got they got Justin Herbert. They got a, they got a solid. Solid offense. It's been propelling them in many, many games, especially down the stretch. How are the Bengals going to stop Justin Herbert? What What would you drop if you were Luana Bruno? What are you doing? Well, to me, you, it's just like anything else. You have to get pressure on him. Mm-hmm. You they, they have to figure out to do do stunts. You get pressure on any quarterback. It's I always say this. This is like a phrase. I always always say, what does pressure do? It breaks pipes. You get mm-hmm. pressure on them. Any quarterback is going to have a hard time scoring, doing anything with the ball. I mean, look, look at Lamar Jackson. We just talked about him with his four interceptions. One thing the Browns mm-hmm. did get, they got pressure on him. They didn't always put him on the ground. But if the Bengals can get pressure on him, Herbert is not that mobile of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You get pressure on him, he's going to throw the ball to you. He's not going to be able to, to take the deep shots a, a, as he has been. So I think that's a key is getting pressure on him. And our quarterbacks, let's let's give credit to him. Like we just talked mm-hmm. about Eli Apple. Chidabe yep. Awuzie has been awesome. He's mm-hmm. been a, 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 a very – I think he's definitely a number one quarterback. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's right, a number absolutely. one quarterback. So they, they have to to be up on their game. And, and one guy one guy we have not talked about in a little while, and we absolutely stole him on the defense is B.J. Hill. It is oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He has been unbelievable for 
Now, I'm not saying he's going to be an uh, all-pro, Pro Bowl, or anything like right, that. Right. But for well, what we got him for. Yes. Yeah. We got it for Billy Price, who Billy I don't think he's playing for the Giants. I mean, B.J. Hill is damn near playing starter minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's getting pressure on the quarterback, and he's stopping Big the run. Big yeah. pressure. Big pressure. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I agree with you. We got to get pressure on Justin Herbert. I think also what we got to do, we got to take away the run game altogether. We have to for- force Justin Herbert to throw 30, 35, 40 times this game. I think if he doesn't have that safety valve to Austin Eckler, he's, his arm's going to start to get tired. He's going to start to get frustrated. He can't get yards on the ground. Then he's going to start throwing bad passes. If we can get him to throw some interceptions, then this thing, this team has got to do something that they didn't do last week, or they did a little bit last week. They got to capitalize on those turnovers. You cannot have a pick get taken back to the five and only get a field goal out of it. That has got to be a touchdown. Right. You have got to capitalize on that field position. That is one thing that I still think this Bengals team needs to get better at is when they are inside of like the 20 or the 10 because their defense made a great play or they have great field position. They have got to capitalize. Yeah. I want to roll back to what you said about, about Herbert or Sherbert mm-hmm. uh, throwing the ball deep and, and, and make him throw, drive back and throw it 30, 40 times. Uh, this, now he did that last year. He dropped back and threw it a ton of times. That's why he got so his stat numbers were so big. This year, they they've kind of put a governor on him, I think, with this offense where they yeah. don't want to do that. And that goes to your point where mm-hmm. if we can stop the run and we force them to do that, and another way to do that is get a lead, get out in front of them, make them yep. chase us. But if we do what we make them do, what they don't want to do is drop back and throw it 30, 40 times. That's a good thing for the Bengals. And and if that happens, the H boys pin your ears back and go get them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and you nailed it on the head, too. Starting out fast. We've got to keep scoring. We, we've only scored twice on our on our opening drives this year. And that was, uh, I forget, one of I believe one of them was against uh, the Packers and the other one was against the, the Steelers. Yes. And getting out in front is so, so important, uh, especially for this game, at least. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have got, got to get out in front. Let let the Chargers chase us. Uh, and then I think if we can do that, we can absolutely win this game, play consistent, play our style of football. Don't go out of our realm of comfort zone. Let's do with what's working. Let's stay on the ground. Let's shorten the game. I think another thing that the Bengals can do, which they did a really, really good job of against Pittsburgh, is keeping that offense off of the field. Right. Keep them off the field. Keep that defense out there. That's by running the ball. That's by dominating at the at the point of attack. And that's by doing short passes smart. So I, I think if, if the Bengals can win that possession, that the time of possession would be incredible. And, and not only did they do that great against the Steelers, they put on a clinic of time possession against the Raiders. That was a clinic of time mm-hmm. possession. And that is one of the reasons why the Bengals absolutely blew the Raiders out of the water. Yeah, I mean, one way the best uh, – sometimes the best defense is a good offense. You know, that quarterback mm-hmm. sitting on the sideline with a baseball hat on, he can't do anything. Now, I want to yeah. put a question to you. Do you okay. think that the Chargers offense is the best offense that the Bengals have, have uh, taken on this year? My, my opinion is either between them – or the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers struggled against us as well. But as far as a passing game goes, I think they this might be the best one that we've we've faced. That's a great question. I would say I would say not in terms of personnel, but in terms of like eye test and actual statistics. Mm-hmm. I would say I would say yeah, it's probably a, it's probably one A and one B between the Packers. The charges are probably one B. I would say 
Um, but but that being said, I do, I don't think that this this offense is in, is like world beaters. I, I think this offense can be stopped. I think there's a blueprint behind it. Right. But I do agree with you. This is going to be a this is going to be a really really good test, and I'm excited for it. And, and it's been a while since I've been excited. You know, th- it's this year a lot more than previous years that I've been excited for a game, and it's like okay, this is just this is just going to be a test of where the this Bengals team is. And well, I'm ready for the test. Like I'm ready to see this Bengals team go. And a lot of years past, it's been like, shit. You know, we got to play this team or that team. <laughs> right. But, no, absolutely. Yeah. And Zach Taylor's even even came out as press conference, and I think this is big. That Zach Taylor came out and said that he's even saying this is a big game. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you? I mean, and to me, that's refreshing to hear right. that honesty about about that. But but you know, Zach Taylor is usually that's eh, just another game. You know. Divisional game. Well, it's not. Well, it is not divisional, but a conference game. You know, it, it, it is what it is. But he actually came out and said, "This is a big game," and he wants the fans to come out, be loud, get there early, and get in these Chargers' heads. And mm-hmm. for Zach to admit that it is a big game, it's huge to me. And yeah. I agree with it. It is a big game. It's it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. I mean, because both, let's be honest, both these teams could be in the playoffs. We could meet the Chargers Agreed. in the playoffs. You never know. Yeah. So right. I mean, this exactly. could be a preview of of a first or second round. Playoff matchup. So right. it's it's big as far as, as that goes. And when the coach admits it's big, that's – I'm not sure. That's just different. I've never heard a coach admit that before. Have you? Oh, well, I, I mean, it, it depends on the coach. I think a lot of times it depends on the coach and it depends on, on what their philosophy is on game to game. It did definitely Marvin Lewis. And it's one of the things that really pissed me off about Marvin is he always said this is just another game. It's like against the Steelers, against the Ravens, against the Browns. No, it is not another game. Right. This is a this is a more important game. This the, right. right. Well, exactly. that, that was oh, not to cut you off, but that, that, that was yeah. the problem, I think, with Marvin Lewis in big games, in yeah. playoff games. It, right. He would never put an emphasis on – we have to win this or, 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 you know, bring your best, you know, eh, it's, a, it's another game guys, you know, no big deal. And the other teams are like, nah, screw you guys. We're going to kick your ass. And Marvin's like, it's okay. It's just another game. No, no, no. no Zach Taylor's not. like, this is a big game. We need to come out game. guns a blazing and kick their ass. Yes, absolutely. And in the thick of a, of a, of a race, you're one behind Baltimore. I mean, if you look, lo- you lose again and, and Baltimore gains two a two game lead on you. It's not great. But again, no. again, you can get them back in the division. You can do that. But anyway, but I digress. I want to go back to a point that you said that the Zach Taylor is kind of saying we need the fans out there. I want to say mm-hmm. something about last week, and I, I and I'm someone that has been a a Bengals you know fan attendance hater for a long time because I mean we've seen it, we've seen terrible right. attendance at the Bengals. Right. It was like this is a reason why they don't spend money. This is a re like this is like like yeah we can blame the front office, but at the end of the day like we're not showing up. Right. I got to say last week was probably the most Bengals fans. To Steelers fans, I've ever seen right at a Bengals Steelers game in Paul Brown Stadium. I that's say, a good point. I, I mean, say, I mean, there we, were there we were more that crowd. There were more Browns fans, I think, when the Browns played than Steelers fans th- this mm-hmm. last week. I, I was yeah. I was shocked. I mean, I was pleasantly shocked. shocked. I mean, because right, I, I, right. I even noticed it like tailgating. Like, we got there early. We I go tailgate at the uh, Jackpot Joey uh, tailgate here in Longworth Hall, and the week before with the Browns, there were Browns fans everywhere. I'm like, everywhere. oh my goodness. And, and there are Browns fans everywhere in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Usually there's Squealers fans everywhere. There wasn't. I'm like, this is awesome. I kind of like this. Now yeah. that, that has to happen again this week. I, I want this stadium full, completely sold out, all orange and black, all yes, Bengals sir. fans screaming sir. damn heads off. Get there early. Show up. Show these Bengals that we are here for them. We are proud of them. 
we are ecstatic for what's mm-hmm. going on. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing I've said about the Bearcats. I know we're not talking about Bearcats here, but enjoy this. And this is what right. I want the fans of Cincinnati to enjoy this. It doesn't enjoy. happen all the time. This is a the, the quote unquote experts never thought we we were going to be that good. I mean, mm-hmm. me, I look at things through orange colored sunglasses, and I predicted eleven five when the schedule came out. Hey, we're right on. The, you're right on the money, by the I, way. I'm getting close. Throw yeah, that out I, there. I mean, I, I'm getting close. So I, I you know, people thought I was crazy, which I, mean, I kind of thought I did too. But you know, whatever. Show up for these guys. They are mm-hmm. playing their butts off. They're playing the best they've played in what since 2015. Show up. Show out, be loud, and just be there for your team. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. I, I am expecting. I'm expecting a large crowd. I'm expecting a. I'm expecting a sellout. I'm expecting for the home crowd advantage to really play out this game. I, I'm expecting it, honestly. Honestly, absolutely. So let. So we talked quite a bit about this game. Uh, real quick before we jump to just the division itself and the AFC and the playoff race. Give me your prediction. What do you, What do you think this game is going to turn out? Score wise, yeah. Ooh, um, I really do. I I I say this on almost every game. I, I think it's going to be a, a touchdown field goal score game. I, I think it's you know one or one or two score game. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I'll be glad to be wrong. I didn't think last week's going to be a blowout, and it was. I'll be glad to be wrong. But I just I don't. I think these teams are matched up pretty well. They have two great young quarterbacks, and I, I'm I'm here for it. I, it's going to be fun to watch. But I do think the Bengals are going to pull it out. And the thing, the one thing I, I and I don't want to keep harping on this, but the one position that we are better at than them than pretty much every other team except for the Rappers is kicker. We get across that 50, he's a freaking weapon. We can score. Josh, we can score on almost every drive. Like last week, Kevin Hoover, I think, punted the ball twice. Twice. That's it. I mean, he he had to kick two, what, three 50-yarders in the, the Raiders game. Mm-hmm. So when you have that guy, right. you have that guy. You have, you have that guy. You know, we have two of those, that guy. One's mm-hmm. the quarterback. The other one's the kicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, those right. are two huge, and they, they they score points for you. They right. are game changers. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think it's going to be a one. I still think it's going to be a one or two score uh, game. Uh, co- could come down to a field goal. We'll see. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this, Jeff. I think that this matchup is so far in the Bengals' favor. I think it is going to be a blowout. I think this. I think what happens is that Joe Mixon does the same thing he did against the Steelers again. I think the Bengals shorten the game. We talked about it. The best defense that you can have is a really good offense. I mm-hmm. think that this Bengals team can shorten the game. I think they can run it down the Chargers' throats. The Chargers are dead last in stopping the run. I think Joe Mixon is on fire. I think he's really feeling it. This offensive line has gained quite a bit of confidence. Right. I think this is more of a 32 to 12 Cincinnati um, Cincinnati victory. I think Joe Burrow eventually, like once they start pressing up on Joe Mixon, he'll be able to air that ball out. And T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd are much better than their secondary. It's not oh, even close. I, I'm, I'm here for that. That's right. Good exactly. And then when the Chargers are on the field, and then if the defense if the defense does exactly that, and they make they make Justin Herbert throw and play from behind, they're not going to have a great game. And, and this Bengals defense is, is going to light it up. It is a 10 a.m. kick for the Chargers. Okay, so it's going to be it's a lot going against L.A. I think the matchup is bad, and I think this Bengals team can go out there and whoop some ass. So I I, I think I think it's going to be 32 to 12 somewhere in that range. I think the Bengals are going to win by more than double digits. 
And if they do that, this will be the first time uh, this year they've won three in a row. Exactly. So, hey, I, I'm I'm here for it. I, I I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Either way, exactly. we both have them winning. We we both have yeah, it as a Bengals yeah. victory. Either way. Exactly. So let's take a look. So let's take a look at the at the grand scheme of it all. So this, so the Bengals they pick up a let's just say that let's just say they pick up a win here. Yeah, they go eight and four. Uh, they're looking they're looking really really good. The rest of the AFC we talked about we've talked about this before. We we I talked about it earlier when I was on a, a stacking the box on fantasy.com shameless plug. Um, but we talked about who do you look at in the AFC and you're like that team scares me or that team could win the championship. There's not a single team. I would say the Chiefs are looking really good. I would say the Patriots are surging, but, but, do, but they're going to eventually regret you. No, none of them. I, I think when the Chiefs come here, the Bengals are going to beat them. That's I, the I, I had, I picked that. I, I, I had mm-hmm. as, as a Bengals win. And that's, that's the thing where the Bengals are playing right now, the, the way they're playing right now. To me, there is no, I'm not saying they can't lose. They can, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course it is. But there is no team that you're going, oh, crap. I really don't want to play them. The way this team is health wise, the way the defense is playing, the way the offense is clicking, the way the offensive line is playing right now, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of anybody. I'll take right. take them all on. I, I think right. we have a chance to to beat everybody. I, mm-hmm. I, I will we? I have no idea. I mean, I hopefully we'll go five and one at the you know the end of the season, then we'll get the number one overall seed. That'd be great, mm-hmm. which we have a chance to do. So right. no, I there there is not one team that does not scare me in this. Now, Josh, I, I, one thing I want to bring up. This is. Great One day that I'm I'm excited and I can't wait to get to long long as the Bengals get to the playoffs, which they will. I'm calling it now. They're going to the playoffs. Um, we have had we haven't had a playoff win here since uh 19 what 91 the Bo Jackson game. I call it the curse of, of Bo Jackson, and yeah. that has held a cloud over this organization for 30 years. Marvin Lewis can never get over the hump of of a playoff victory. Now, for me, just how Joe Burrow and the guys answered the questions about beating the, the squealers three times in a row to them. It wasn't that big of a deal to us. It's huge. It was huge to them. It's not to them going to a playoff game. I don't think it's going to be this oh, this big. Oh, we got to get a first win. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not them. It's, we feel like that. Cause we've lived it. I can't wait to get to that. I, I, that that's where this team, that's why there is no team that scares me. Because these guys expect to win. They've come from winning programs in colleges. They've won big games in college. They know yep. how to win. They're bringing yep. that culture here. The culture has changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. 150% agree with exactly what you just said. This culture in the, in the locker room is not the same that the culture that the fans have grown up with. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the constant playoffs are out and the worry about that and everything. This team is just focused on winning and focus. That's it. That's yeah. it. I think the next just, they have they have guys in there that know how to win. They know they know what to do to win. I agree with you 150%. We get to the playoffs. I don't think we have to worry about oh this playoff drought or something like that or right. it going wrong or something right. like that. It's it's they're coming in life. I mean, um, I mean, let's just look at this year. I mean, we, right. we did have one one primetime game. What did we do? We won. We won. What we we've winning cover behind cover behind win against Jacksonville. What have we done in in every uh, uh, division game this year, except against the clowns. We won one big, big, yes, big. big. So that's where I'm like, this narrative has changed. And this is where the, the, the national narrative is changing and the national media is starting to go, well, you know, we might've been wrong about those Bengals. They actually might be pretty good. I'm like, I know I've been trying to tell you that. (laughs) 
So um, we've, we've talked quite a bit about the Bengals, talked quite a bit about that. I want to let everybody know that Strawberry Ice has taken time out of his podcast to come on to Back Row Bengals because he is that great of a guy. So <laughs> in order to thank him, but basically we're going to do, we're going to round out the show with some Bearcats talk because that's oh, what yeah. Je- Jeff talks about everything on Cincinnati. So I'd say if we're, he's going to hop on our show and this guy is going to use his recording, we're definitely going to go into his realm definitely as well. So, Jeff, the big news in Bearcat uh, land right now, it looks like all point signs are pointing to Marcus Freeman taking the Notre Dame job, which in, you know, in conclusion, that pretty much means that Luke Fickle is staying home not only for the conference title game, for the chip for the playoffs as well. How do you feel, sir? I am ecstatic. I am so happy for Marcus Freeman. I mean, seriously, I am legitimately happy for Marcus Freeman. I think oh, he, yeah, he is a very good coach. I think it's well deserving. Uh, I'm ecstatic for us. We get to keep Luke now, not to be the bearer of bad news. There are rumors going around that that day, Ryan Day potentially could go to the NFL and coach the Bears. Now, if that happens. <laughs> Luke Fickle might screwed. go to Ohio State, but as of right now, he's not. As of right, right. now, Marvin Marcus Freeman is the head coach for Notre Dame. So, Josh, I'm just living in the moment. We got Houston this uh, Saturday at four o'clock at Nippert. We're gonna kick their ass. We're gonna roll into the college football playoffs, and you never know what's gonna happen after that, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, you got you got to get you got to. Got conference championship game on Saturday. I'm gonna be there. Got the joint tailgate set up. We're ready to rumble. We uh we partnered with somebody who sits in front of us for the season tickets because we were like, all right, well, this tailgate spot's gonna be expensive. So definitely doing that. So we marked up with them four o'clock. Houston's got a great squad, but I gotta tell you, I think coming into to Nippert Stadium, 10 and at the spreads at 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's it's nip at it's you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be nip back by, by the end of the game. Yeah. yeah, by the end of the game, it will be, yeah. Right, yeah, we're going all red, and then on top of that, it's a winning in situation. I, I yeah. think this is, I think that, and the Bearcats show up, show up when they need to, and at the biggest moments. I think this Bearcats team shows up. I think not only do they cover the spread, they cover it handsomely. What do you think? I, I agree. With you. I think I think they're going to cover. I, I don't. I I think, like I said, I, I said this on, on my show yesterday. I think they they in the middle of the season they got a little bored, and that's why some of these. Teams that should have blown out weren't blowouts. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's for all the marbles. You Zip. everything that they have worked for for the last two years. I'm not talking about this this year. Last two years, everything that they worked for can be accomplished with one win on right. Saturday at four o'clock at Nippert. And I, I think they're going. I'm as confident as you are about the Bengals destroying the Chargers. I think they're going to absolutely boat race Houston. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, and I, I did some looking into today because one of my favorite uh, podcasts I listen to is the Pick'em podcast that uh, Barstool does. And uh, they, they all of them were taking Houston money and game and uh, or a spreading game. And then so I, I looked into it. I'm like, OK, number one, the Bearcats are two and zero against a spread against Dana Holderson. They are plus 43 differential. They haven't lost at home in four years. And it's going to be a nip at night. There was no reason not to take the Bearcats here. And on, on a win and in situation. And Dan Holstrom is one in nine versus ranked teams. One in, in nine. One in nine ranked teams. It's just it's just the, the matchup doesn't even make any sense. Right. It, it really doesn't. Now again, Houston has a good squad. I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the Bearcats are that much better. 
They're up here. Bearcats up here. Houston's down here. Sorry. That's it. Yeah. It's talent-wise. I mean, we Josh, the Bearcats have at least seven guys. I said it before. I think they have at least seven guys that will play on Sundays next year. I don't think Houston. I don't know if Houston has any. Yeah, maybe one or two. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. You you nailed it on the head. I mean, I mean, you're throwing throwing. I just don't know who who who's wow. That was who. Houston is going to throw against. I mean, right. you're going to mm-hmm. go throw it against the Bolitnikov uh, semifinalists, or you're going to go throw it against the touted number one corner in all of college football. Right. Who, gonna, who are playing their best ball yet? And we mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit here. Well, I said, I said, UC gets right after SMU, and they did. They right. went out, they whooped SMU's ass, and then they covered the spread against ECU. There is mm-hmm. no reason to believe that UC is going to lose this game on Saturday. No, they're, they're, like I said, everything they work for is 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 right in front of them. Everything they have mm-hmm. every reason to go out there and ball out. I mean, Houston's are like, look, Dana Holstrom's already making excuses. He's like, oh, this this should be played on a neutral field. Okay, mm-hmm. Dana, I hate to tell you this, it's not going to be. And this mm-hmm. is the American Athletic Conference. It's ain't right. the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to go. If you go, to, where would you go? Go to Nashville? Who the hell is going to show up? You know, because you usually have these these conference games, and you have people who like college football that just want to go to mm-hmm. a game. Sorry, right. nobody's going to show up to an American Athletic Conference game on a neutral side field. It's not going to happen. It's one of the Probably reasons not. the Bearcats are leaving and going to the Big Twelve. That's correct. He's, so he's already making excuses. They already mm-hmm. think they can't win. Mm-hmm. That's it's over. Correct. So, so then, well, that that kind of raises kind of a fun question. If the AAC did have a conference championship neutral site, where would you put it? That's a very good question. I mean, honestly, it would probably, since most of the schools are in Texas and down there, probably down that way. Um, but then that would give them an un- unfair advantage. I mean, the thing I said, I, I said Nashville. I think that would be like the new, the neutral center because I mean, let's be honest, the American Athletic Conference is so spread out. It's mm-hmm. hard to have a solid home base. Like this is where yeah. we're going to be at. I mean, the the I think the. The basketball tournament, I think, is in. It's been in Texas the last couple of years. It's Mem- Memphis. It'd it? be Memphis, Texas. It's been Memphis, Texas, and then it's also been in uh, Flor- uh, Central Florida too. So, I mean, that that's probably a good a good basis right there of where where they play the basketball conference. Yeah. Uh, that's probably if they had a neutral site, that's probably what they would do. They would probably go to you know a team that's not obviously in yeah. the championship game and and you know and play it there. Right, yeah. I, Memphis is a good idea. I would play in well, who's gonna go to Me- who is going to Memphis? Yes, what, what's in Memphis? Right, exactly. Hey, let's, go. let's go to Memphis and go watch UC in Houston, and then let's go home. Go to the the Bass, <laughs> dude. The, go to the Bass Pro. The Bass Pro the Shop, bass yeah. Pro where the, there, yeah. Where the basketball court, that's where they used to have their basketball court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that be, that being said, though, it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like, I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen. It's going to be at Nippert Stadium. We're going to have yeah. everybody there. There, it's winning in situation. This is the biggest. You say it's the it's the culmination of two years. I gotta say, this is the culmination of a hundred of over a hundred years. <laughs> right. This is the biggest game in program well, they, this, history. This would be a historic and it's a historic win. Historic. No group of five school. I know the college football playoffs have only been around for like five or six years, but no group of five school has ever been in the college football playoff. Correct. It's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. I'll so, be keeping an eye on that Georgia Alabama game too because I want Alabama out. Right. Let's get them out of there. And I, I'm, I'm, is there any, is there any chance at all that UC can win and still not make it? Win and still not make it. The only, the only chance that, that this has happened is if for some crazy reason, 
Alabama beats Georgia. Alabama beats Georgia, Michigan wins, and Oklahoma State wins. This is my worst-case scenario. If that happens, I think they're all in. and I, There's a potential of them all being in and to have them having Oklahoma State jump us. That's my worst-case scenario. The only reason I say that is because Oklahoma State just beat a ranked Oklahoma team. They mm-hmm. would go and they would if they win, they beat a ranked Alabama team for the Big 12 championship. But like some guy I said ahead on my show yesterday, I can't remember his name. What was his name? Um, oh, yeah, his name is Josh. Said that the college football playoff committee has had their chances to bump UC out because we haven't blown anybody out. You know, like Tulsa, Tulsa, perfect example. Mm-hmm. We, we held on to win that. They still didn't move us. I don't, I, I don't think they're going to, mm-hmm. but until they get that final. Final four, these are the four that are in. I, that, until that happens, I won't stop worrying about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But that being said, we're gonna close. But we're gonna close this show out with good vibes. We're gonna yeah, say yes. UC's getting in. Georgia's Actually. gonna beat Alabama. We're not even gonna worry about it. I I do think Iowa has a legitimate chance to beat Michigan. I say that Michigan has a hard time with teams that are exactly like them, and I think right. Iowa is exactly like them. But Michigan has a hard time with those teams. I think I, I think, and I, I don't think uh, Haskins, that kid from the kid from Michigan who had five touchdowns, no. I don't think he can recreate that performance again. I think I think Michigan's going to have a really hard time against Iowa, and then on top of that, Michigan doesn't scare me. No, for a playoff what? spot. And if Bama, if Bama if, if, if Bama gets beat, we slide into that three spot. Yeah, and that's, and that's, that's what I want. That, that's Josh. That's exactly what I want. I want Alabama to lose. This is this is this is my perfect scenario. Alabama loses. We jump into three. Michigan stays at at uh, two, and Oklahoma State is at four. And let's go, let's go, let's go, man! All right, hey Jeff, I want to thank you so much for coming on the pod. I, I really appreciate it. We went about fifty minutes here, man. We got a lot in there, and uh, hopefully, we get win Saturday and Sunday, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Why don't you plug plug yourself in? That's what she said to anything that you're doing or what's going on, and, and where the background nation fansite.com. We'll do. First of all, how fun, how much fun is this weekend going to be? Four o'clock Saturday, we got the Bearcats. One o'clock Sunday, we got the Bengals Chargers. I cannot wait. But you guys can check me out. My YouTube show is called Sports with Strawberry Ice. You can check it out. I'm live most every day at 5.30, Monday through Friday. You can also follow me on uh, all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Yes, I'm an old man, almost 50 years old. But I do do TikToks, and I have fun yeah. with it and enjoy it. So if you guys want to check out some trash talking for Bengals, Bearcats, Reds, check out my TikTok. Back to you, Josh. All right, Iceman. Have a good one, brother. i see you later. See you, dude. All right. All right, this has been the Back Row Bengals Show, all brought to you by Fansided.com. You're looking to read a little bit more about the Bengals. I have a couple articles out. Go to fansided.com. Head on over to the Bengals side of that. Go to the Stripe Hype side and uh, read some articles. It'd be great. And it really helps me out because I get paid by the view. So definitely go over there and help me out. All right, y'all. I will see you later. I will talk to you again on Tuesday. And uh, let's go Bengals. Let's go Bearcats. Let's go get a couple of W's. Hootay. And go Bearcats. See y'all. Peace.